Welcome back, everyone. We hope that the Lord ministered to you through Pastor Craig. It is never easy letting go of control, but if we know who exactly it is that we are trusting and letting go to, then that makes it easier. But now, moving on to today's topic, we are surrounded by many different people and at different levels. And we have a specific relationship with each person. Within those different relationships, we owe each person some form of honor or respect. But throughout all of this, it can be quite challenging to maintain priorities straight. In the end, we need to think about the order we need to preserve in our lives and why. And of course, we need to learn how to honor God through it all. We'll share about this in a couple more minutes. Meanwhile, and as part of today's prayer focus, I would like to encourage you to pray so that the Lord can clearly minister to you, so you can understand how you need to treat everyone and why. Every relationship is important, but we should pray for God's help so we can structure our lives properly and in a way that honors Him above everything else. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we praise you, we worship you because you are good and because your mercy is everlasting. We give you thanks for your love. We give you thanks for your Son, Jesus Christ, and for the forgiveness of our sins that we can have through him. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks, O Lord, because, Lord, you truly want to minister to us. You want to teach us. You want to help us to understand your truths. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you that you help us to understand how to really live in this world and how we need to treat others and um, also, and more importantly, how to treat you, Lord. Help us to, to keep a clear understanding of our priorities. Help us, O oh Lord, to be able to, to have order in our life because you are a God of order. You are a God of putting things where everything needs to be, Lord God. Help us to understand that that is what you want to bring to our lives. That you want to bring order where there is chaos, Lord God. That you want to bring structure where there is, where there is just a lot of things happening, Lord God. Heavenly Father, because your order, your, your organization, if you will, of our lives is what brings us peace. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray that your name may be glorified in all things. Speak to us, O Lord. Help us to have, Lord God, just our understanding completely open to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Honor, or deep respect, is something that has been lost in our society. We think more about convenience and personal gain when it comes to relationships, which clearly does not address the issue of honor. We will be reading today from Colossians chapter 3, verse 17 to 25, to get things started. And it says, And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Wives, submit to your own husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, 
for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. As we read, it is important to understand how we need to relate to everyone. This passage addressed both our personal relationships as well as work relationships. I think we all understand that we don't live in a vacuum somewhere. We have different people all around us, some close and some a little farther away or less personal. But we each have one or more relationships. As we just read, we saw how we first need to do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. In other words, we He should be our focus. Why should that be? Well, here's what we really should start getting everything into perspective. If we believe in the God of the Bible, a being that is three in one, the Trinity, which is the God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, then we should understand that we owe them a great deal. From our existence to having the possibility of eternal salvation to having unparalleled empowerment and guidance. We owe him everything. Let's keep this in the back of our mind for now until we come back to it a little later on. The Apostle Paul in his letter to the Colossians gives us pretty clear instructions or godly counsel on how our relationships should be with varying people in our lives. As we look at this, we need to keep a concept at the forefront. In order for there to be advancement and progress, a structure is always necessary. Without structure, nothing meaningful can be created or sustained. Let's see it through the human body. Our bodies are a magnificent creation. We are truly complex and intricate entities. We can read about it in textbooks and see pictures, obviously of our insides or what have you, but it is truly hard to fathom how it all really works. And within all of that, we see a definite structure, and everything has its function. The skeleton, for instance, is what makes, us, what makes it possible for there to be a general structure and mobility. And on top of our bones, we have muscles and ligaments and tendons. We have organs. We have the bloodstream that feeds every component of our body. We have our senses, which are our main interpreters of the reality that surrounds us. And of course, we have our brain, the command center for all voluntary and involuntary actions. Now, all of these are interdependent. And every single thing, no matter how small, has an important function. Everything has its place. If this were not so, we couldn't really function very well. And you can't replace one with the other. You can't replace a finger with an eye or the nose with the foot. It just doesn't work that way. So let's come back to our passage, but with that framework in our minds. So we see that wives ought to submit to their husbands. Now, this does not mean that abuse should be tolerated and that they become slaves to their husbands. This doesn't mean that one is more important than the other. And this is the struggle that we have today. And in a structure, we can't have everyone trying to be everything. Or else the structure becomes disoriented and ultimately self-sabotaging, which is again what is happening a lot today. Everyone has their function. And that function must be honored because it is important. If it wasn't important, then it's not necessary. So having said that, because a wife submits to her husband doesn't make her less important or prominent. It's just part of the structure system ultimately created by God. And this structure ultimately bears not the positions created for power, but rather 
for responsibility. In other words, the husband is the head of the house, which makes him responsible for the whole thing. That's his job. The level of responsibility and dedication of a husband ultimately determines whether a family will succeed or fail. Likewise, a husband is instructed to love their wife and to treat her honorably. The children are taught to obey their parents because parents have the responsibility of raising them properly to make them people that will take their place wherever they need to be for the greater good of all. And parents should not abuse their children, but raise them according to how the Bible teaches and based on their life experiences. Something we need to understand. No matter how intelligent a person may regard themselves to be, there is no substitute for time and experience. The passage that then gets into work relationships. We don't live in a master-servant structure anymore like mankind once upon a time did. But nonetheless, similar principles apply. We should do what we are told to do by the people that pay us to work. It's not a favor that we owe them. It's a responsibility. And if you don't do the job you're paid to do, then you're ultimately stealing from your employer. I know, sounds harsh, but it is the truth. The Bible also teaches us this principle in Romans chapter 13, verse 7 and 8, where it says, Render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. So we need to do what we need to do, even the things that most people don't like to do. I mean, who likes paying taxes? But even Jesus himself paid taxes. So if the Son of God paid taxes, then who are we to try to cheat our respective governments? What we are taught here is that we either please or displease God depending on the way we treat each other. The Bible keeps on teaching us this in very brief but powerful verse. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, it says, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. So, honor all people, and by all, it means that we should not take any exceptions. Love the brotherhood, this is your family in Christ, those that have come to God through their faith in Jesus Christ. Fear God, which should be self-explanatory. Honor the king, which means respect the authority, even if you might not be a big fan of their thoughts and decisions. Now, through all of this, we need to understand something very important. We owe treating everyone with great importance, with an honoring spirit. But there will always be a priority. And here's where we come back to the beginning, the thing that I told you to keep in the back of your mind. The Lord should always be first, at the very top of the list of priorities. He doesn't have to be everything. He just needs to be first. We need to remember also that the biblical law is fulfilled largely by loving the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and with all of our strength. That is the first commandment. Together with this, we need to remember that Jesus said, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle 
will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. When we have Christ in our lives, He can then help us fulfill what is written. Christ comes to fulfill what is necessary within our lives, and that is what makes us salt and light of the world and opens the doors of eternity and its everlasting rewards. That's why Jesus should always be at the forefront of everything in our lives. We are nothing without Him. We cannot achieve anything without Him. The Bible teaches us this in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. It says, For those who honor me, I will honor, speaking of God, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. God honors us when we honor Him. Who can give us the honor that only the Almighty of the universe can give? And finally, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. When we honor God, and we humble ourselves before His presence, doing those things that truly please Him and bring Him honor and glory, it is hard to imagine the things that He could do in our lives here, but even more importantly, in eternity, when it really matters. Following and obeying and loving God is the only way to actually honor Him. So you should ask yourself these following questions. What really matters fighting for in this life? Do I want rewards from men that can only last so long? Or do I want rewards that come from the Creator of heaven and earth Himself? Do I want to be exalted by men? Or do I want to be exalted by God? Do I want the honor of people, or do I want to receive honor from Almighty? I challenge you to honor God with your life, now and always, because it is what's fair, but also because it is the only way you can receive what no one else can ever give you. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your teaching, Lord. Your word is life. You want us to have full lives, Lord. You want us to be able to experience the things that you want to do in our lives. Because that's the only way that you will ever become real to us, is by experiencing you in our lives. But in order to experience you in our lives, we need to apply what you teach us. Your word needs to become part of our lives. Heavenly Father, help us to keep in mind that we need to honor everyone, Lord. We need to do what is right with every single person around us, Lord, because every single person is important. But Heavenly Father, throughout all of that, help us to remember that you have to be at the very top. You have to be first. We have to love you above everything else. And Lord, because it's only fair. You gave everything for us. Lord God, you didn't hold anything back. And you still don't hold anything back. And you have such a loving heart for us, Lord, that, that you want to give us eternity. And you want to give us eternal rewards. Heavenly Father, thank you because you are so good to us. And you're good to us when we're not that great. 
Heavenly Father, I pray that you have mercy on us. And I pray, Lord God, that again, that you just help us to understand. Help us to understand what we need to understand. And that we need to live your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, may the Lord bless you. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and his truth with the world.